0: This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And it is a Wednesday here in Pittsburgh, and it was a busy Wednesday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers signing uh, linebacker Alex Highsmith to a, a four-year extension, essentially a five-year deal because you added the year. He already had a year left on his deal,
1: hmm. and
0: Matt, I've already seen people complaining about this. Mostly really? the mostly the complainers who complain about everything, i.e., basically all the other radio shows out there, were the, like, if, if they sign Alex Highsmith, they're being stupid because they're spending all this money on the defense. If they don't re-sign Alex Highsmith, how can they let a good player like that walk out the door? You you can't win. That's being contrarian just to be contrarian.
1: Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, which I'm sure it is because there's a lot of media folks that take that approach, let's just stir the pot, as opposed to analyzing things rationally, then yes. I mean, obviously you could say just what you did, you know, that, wow, why would they do that? The, the defense is already too old and super expensive. Most expensive defense in the league last year, you got to start putting resources on offense or Boy, they just let a good guy walk. That's terrible. They're cheap. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you <laughs> can't win. You can't win. Um, I'll will though, you win.
0: Here's, here's the thing that, that these people need to understand. The offense is cheap because they're not paying their quarterback anything yet. And when they're you, very, very young. And they're very young at the other spots. They're paying the offensive line is actually getting paid pretty well.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. I think it's like... 13th most spending in the league, or something along those lines. Yeah, on their offensive line. Yeah, you yeah.
0: Skill, your skill position guys are still cheap. So you can afford to do
1: deals like this with guys like Alex Highsmith. Right. This is the beauty of the rookie quarterback move. You know, I mean, this is, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Bur- Burrow or Herbert pick it but it doesn't matter who your rookie quarterback is. You can go get things like the Bengals build an entire defense on a quarterback with a rookie uh, rookie contract. The Chargers it hasn't worked out so well. Go get Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson and all these expensive dudes because they have a quarterback on a rookie deal. You know, so that's what you should do. Whether it's keeping your own or going outside the organization, really doesn't matter. But get things while you can. I mean, Ben in his prime eating up a big cap number. Maybe you don't have this luxury. Well, I've also seen the
0: argument out there, and we've talked about this before in the past. Well, uh, this doesn't help you beat the Kansas City Chiefs because you're spending all this money on defense, and it's not a – defense doesn't matter anymore. Did you watch the Eagles play last year? Right, 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 right. Because they played a lot of defense. Did you watch the 49ers play last year? Because they played a lot of defense. They have a lot of money invested in that side of the ball. No doubt. Just just because the Kansas City Chiefs don't have a lot of money – uh spending they're not spending a lot of money on the defensive side of the ball that's an outlier they've,
1: yeah, they're got, the Pat, outlier,
0: right. they've got patrick mahomes and you I gotta want to be play. able to stop every once in a while you have to be able to stop patrick mahomes once or twice in a game you can't just right. say oh we're gonna get into a shootout with patrick mahomes that sounds like a great idea <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> what the chiefs want you to do they yeah. want you to try to go up and down the field against their offense
1: So I'm just want to pull up the Chiefs real quick because, hey, I give them all the credit in the world, but it was they're the Super Bowl champs. They're the outliers. They have the most special football player on the planet. That sure helps, and that's an excuse for the way they built their team. They're very, very smart, but they had to make a tough decision in: do we keep Tyreek or not? And by trading Tyreek, they didn't invest a lot of cap cap money and cash on defense but they're using draft picks now on defense. You know, right. Uh, Adekwe Azama is their first round pick this year, edge guy. Two first rounders last year, McDuffie and Karloftis, both defensive players. Nick Bolton was their first pick the year before, defensive player. So they're doing the resources aren't all created equal, but they're putting more resources on the defense than the offense right now. It's just in terms of draft picks whether than other than cap space. And guess what, folks? Just like Highsmith and everyone else on the planet, assuming they're good enough, you get to the end of the contract and you have to make a decision on Carl Loftus and McDuffie and those guys, you know? Yeah, it's just it's
0: just such a flawed
1: logic that,
0: well, you, you have to be able to go out there and outscore these teams. I'm well, no kidding. You, you have to score one more point than they have. Mm-hmm. But if you stop them a few times, like the the playoff game, we've talked about this in the past. The playoff game the Steelers played out there two years ago against Kansas City. The defense got six consecutive stops against that offense. Yeah, yeah. The problem was the, the Steelers' offense did nothing with those six trips. The defense actually scored a touchdown on that. Watt forced yeah, a fumble, yeah. and, they, and they, so they're up 7 nothing After holding the Chiefs scoreless on six consecutive possessions, that should be more than an entire half's worth of possessions. Yeah. Against the Kansas City Chiefs, that's how you beat the Chiefs. You turn no, it into you turn it it into an eight or nine possession right. game instead of instead of it being a, a twelve or fourteen possession game. You're mm-hmm. not going to hold them down for if you give the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills or one of these teams with these with these high flying offenses, if you in great quarterbacks, if you give them twelve to fourteen
1: possessions, right? They're going to they're going to put thirty five forty points on the board. Yeah, they're going to score on 70% of them or whatever. You yeah. Know, field curves, especially touchdowns, without question.
0: But if you, so, limit it, if you limit it to eight possessions in the game or seven possessions in the game by possessing the ball yourself and then scoring at the end of your possession, and yeah. then you get some stops,
1: now you've got a chance to beat them. Yes. And I do get the logic of and just invest in offense and turn into the Dan Fouts Chargers and try to – How many, you know, how many Super sure. Bowls did the Dan Fouts Chargers win? Exactly, exactly. You know, and I understand that logic in today's NFL. However, scoring is down dramatically in each of the last two years, and it's not shootout galore like people think it is. And I also think in this sport, no matter it's run versus pass or secondary versus front line of your defense, you have to be balanced. I mean any massive weakness is a problem. You know like you don't have to be have pro bowlers everywhere. You don't have to be the 70 Steelers with Hall of Famers all over the place. But you can't have multiple holes because maybe you do beat Mahomes and then the Ravens come to town and run for 800 yards on you. You know what I mean? Like in order to win the Super Bowl, you have to beat more than one team. You can't Well just that's say- that you know, and that's know. the
0: problem the Steelers ran into in 2017. So I was going with it, right? They built their team to beat the Patriots, the high flying offense of the Patriots. They're going to go, they're going to dink and dunk us. And we, so we got to get quicker at the second level. So they went and they got quicker at the second level. And then guess what happens? Here come the Jacksonville Jaguars trotting in with, with a big back and a big offensive line. And they ram the ball down your throat and you lose. And you say, wow, we could have beaten the Patriots. <laughs> that doesn't, gotta doesn't matter. That. You got to get yeah, there it first. Matter,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to do it all. And I will say, I will never give a team a hard time as a blanket rule of thumb of investing in defensive front people. I mean, that is my, that's my, the way I would build a team, you know, like I would so jealous of Georgia and Alabama that can just bring out hockey lines worth of freaks on the defensive front. And if you can get yourself anywhere resembling that as an NFL parallel, kind of like where the Eagles are now, the Niners have been, I mean, they're they're the two teams that invest the most in defensive linemen, is the Eagles and the Niners, whether it's draft picks or money. And they've both been very successful. And it's easy to say it's because of Shanahan. It doesn't matter who his quarterback is or because the Eagles offense is so good. Yeah, but D-line is ultra important. To me, it's right behind quarterback.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's just a very short-sighted. And, again, you're just taking a tr- contrarian stance if you believe that that's all the, oh, the Steelers shouldn't spend on defense. The problem is, so everybody watches, uh, you know, the playoff games. and Well, the the you know, the Bills and, and Chiefs, they had a shootout. That's great. Yeah. They've got the quarterbacks to do that. I'm not saying Kenny Pickett can't be that, but he's not that right now.
1: No, right, right, right.
0: That's like taking a knife into a gunfight, right? 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 Now you you know, why play? would you do that? Why course, would you? Yeah. Why would you play the way that the Chiefs want you to play? Right. 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 Why would you play the way that the Bills want you to play? Why would you play the way that the Bengals want you to play? Right. No, you turn it into yeah. a knockdown, dragout battle. You make them. You know, it, it's it's the same thing as when you know back in the days when you're playing Brady. Brady's admitted over the you know over the time that. You know when teams are playing keep away from him, he'd start watching the clock. Okay, I've got this many possessions left. I got to do that. You know, so you're putting pressure on those guys to, you know, for them to do it.
1: Like, hey, Uh, we're running, we're running out of possessions here. it, It it reminds me of the opening line Nicholson in The Departed, where I don't want, I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. You know, like I don't want to walk into Kansas city and give them 13 possessions and say the first (laughs) one to 50 wins. You know what I mean? Like I can't win that way. So I need to change the way the game is structured and play it my way. And that's coaching and that's, you know, team building. And maybe Kenny can win duels with those guys. I think that's not crazy talk. I'm not saying every time, but if you can limit it to play to your advantage, that's what, Any sport is about, you know. I mean, growing up, the St. Louis Cardinals had a huge turf field, so everyone they got were these speed guys. You know, I mean,
0: their leading home run guy would hit twelve home runs, and they they go out and score six runs a game
1: because they're running like crazy. Yeah, and the 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 home run walls are longer there. The outfield's huge, so they lead the league in stolen bases. You know, if he was short right field porch, go get a left handed power hitter that bangs them over there time and time again. You know. Not everyone's dealt the same hand. And real quick, because we just talked about with the Chiefs, the Bills, talking about teams that invest in defensive linemen, Ed Oliver's a one. Rousseau's a one. Shaq Lawson was a one. um, Jordan Phillips is making good money. Von Miller and Leonard Floyd are making a ton of money. Epinoza's a two. Boogie Basham's a two. Daquan Jones is making big money. They just signed Settle and Puna Ford. They just keep putting resource and resource into the defensive line. So that's what the good teams are doing, folks. Philly, San Fran, you know, Buffalo. I mean, Bengals just drafted another one the first round. Yeah, and
0: I'll say this. like, So if you don't re-sign a guy like Alex Highsmith, it also sends a bad message to your locker room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, these other guys see Alex Highsmith working. They see him doing the right things. They see him saying the right things, producing, and in, in the production. So you, you look at that, and, you, and, and if you don't pay a guy like that, these guys, these other guys are going. Well, <laughs> doesn't make any difference whether I work real hard or not. They're not going to spend. They're not going to pay
1: for it here. I'm yeah. going to. I'm going to end up somewhere else especially as a third round pick out of Charlotte, you know, I'm not right. making fun of Roderick Jones, but I mean, he's not a first round pick from the national champions, you know, the or from Ohio state, you know, or whatever. His path to playing time. Isn't just handed to him. So he's earned everything he's gotten since he's been here. He's developed. That's who you keep. I mean, not only because you have a lot invested in that player and it's certainly cheaper, just purely finances to, keep a high Smith than to buy one in the open market next February or whatever. I mean, it's not even close to buy it. If you're going to let him walk and say, Oh, we'll just get the same guy in free agency. You're going to pay more than you did just now. Or you'd have to draft that guy, which means you probably draft it, take him one in the first round. Right. Certainly the first two rounds. Or you're getting someone else's warts, you know? Right. So, you know, you know what you have, you know, the player,
0: you know, his work ethic. He's 25 years old. He's still getting better. He's gotten better every year. You know, you, you look at it, you know, look at Bud Dupree. It took Bud Dupree five years to get to the level, and he still didn't get to the level of, that Alex Highsmith is at right now. Correct. He Correct. had an 11-and-a-half sack season. Highsmith had 14-and-a-half. Now, people yeah. may say, well, he's a product of T.J. Watt. Okay. That's that fine. Helped. That helps. That helps. But even without Watt last year, the seven games he played without Watt, he had three-and-a-half sacks and a forced fumble. Mm-hmm. He had five right. quarterback hits in those games. Well, I mean, I'm no mathematician here. That still works out to eight-and-a-half sacks a game yeah. over and I'm the not course of the any, season.
1: So, I'm not taking anything away from Watt, but I have seen the stats, especially since he signed, what Highsmith has done with and without Watt on the field last year. And as you mentioned, without Watt, the numbers are – very good. I mean, they're not quite as good as the whole season extrapolated out. But I'm not, again, I'm not taking anything away from Watt. But when Watt returned, he wasn't Watt. And other teams quickly figured that out. I think it was the Colts game. That's just off the top of my head, where they're leaving a right tackle who's just a dude one-on-one with TJ. You know, like, yeah, he's out there, but he's not Batman yet. You know what I mean? He's, he's still working his way back. And with the Batman-Robin reference, Robin's a superhero, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> not the best right. one. Not my favorite one. Right. <laughs> but but, but he, he can battle evil. You know, he can yeah, do things. I mean, he may not put the Joker in jail, but he'll put some of the other goofy ones in, you know? Well, and, and, you know, the thing about it is, like, their defense is set up to have two good
0: guys coming off the edge.
1: And it always has been, yeah.
0: And it always has been. You had Joey Porter. You had Jason Guild. You had James mm. Harrison. You had Lamar Woodley. You had Kevin Green. You had Greg Lloyd. Nobody said, oh, don't pay those guys. Nobody said a word. Like They're paying Greg Lloyd and Kevin Kevin Green. They were paying them both big money.
1: Yeah. You, makes know? Sense.
0: you were paying right Jason right. Gilden and Joey Porter. You mm-hmm. were paying uh, –
1: Woodley got a big contract, right? Woodley
0: got a you – know, Harrison and Woodley were both making good money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's that expensive. It always has been. It always has been and always will be. You put the quarterback mm-hmm. on the ground. You pay
1: that's for that. This, this is new because I haven't studied the contract or even know if it's out. but my hunch is too, you could rework it if you have to. you know well, I mean, so
0: I, the money in its there's 27 and guaranteed, I
1: believe Yeah, so the guaranteed's not huge.
0: so' it's, it's a typical Steelers contract that if they need to create cap space down the road, they can easily do so, and it's not like you know Alex Highsmith will be 29, 30 years old when, that's, when this
1: contract is is finished. That's perfect. That's what you want, right? I mean, that's the way you draw it up. You, you hope then, every third round pick works out just like that. Absolutely.
0: And again, if they don't sign him, oh my god, they're they're letting a good player walk out the door. If they do sign him, oh, I can't believe they spent that kind of money on that player. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid argument. It's somebody arguing just for the sake of argument.
1: Yeah, for clicks and whatever. Yeah. And I, we, I love to bring up comp picks. Okay, maybe you let him go, and that equates to a third-round comp pick when he signs for huge money with the Titans or whomever. But you're going to bring people in. You know, the comp pick thing doesn't work great when you have a rookie quarterback because you're always going to add. You're going to add next year's Solomalu or whatever, and so you're not going to get those comp picks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Steelers getting that Alex Highsmith deal done before training camp, another, I like proact- another proactive move by uh, – omar khan this offseason uh who's gotten out of, out in front of a lot of stuff this year
1: yeah but signing
0: signing yeah. guys early making a, a trade in the draft getting this Highsmith deal before before training camp starts because now what's the big question going to be when you get the training camp this isn't going to be a distraction at all no there won't be any hold nobody's going to you know nobody's going to get asked about oh is he is he going to practice is he going to hold in any of that because kind of, no it's
1: all done oh. congratulations, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.